Um, everybody see this? Can everybody see it? Everybody's wondering what it is, right? Or why it's there. This is my most prized possession. Okay? I will explain it. <laughs> uh, votes for who wants me to speak wearing it. Who wants me to wear it as I speak? Oh my goodness. I don't want to offend. <laughs> the whole balcony is like, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Um, in light of this morning's message, uh, I wanted to shift focus a little bit and remind us that there are some good things in life. Okay? Um, it is true that suffering is inevitable for us as Christians, but we don't need to become morbid and defeatists and always assume that life is just going to be terrible. So, you know, we'll rejoice in our sufferings. Yay! Right? <laughs> no. Uh, so, I want to look at a book of the Bible tonight that many have characterized as cynical and negative when it comes to enjoying life. Anyone going to guess what that is? If you read your bulletin, you already know what it is. It's Ecclesiastes. All right. Very good. Um, before we do that, let's pray. God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you once again for this opportunity. I thank you for your word and just how it covers uh, every area of life. Um, times of suffering, times of gladness. And Lord, I just pray that tonight your word would speak to us and remind us that you do have good plan for us and that you have given us life, very short life, um, and so we should take time to enjoy the life that you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Does anyone know why the book is called the book of Ecclesiastes? Why was it given it? Why was it given that name? Hmm. The early church? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's from the early church. It's from one of the uh, translations from the early church, and it was called Ecclesiastes. And um, what it. it when we think of Ecclesiastes, what do we think of? Ecclesia, um, church, that's the Greek word for church. And um, it's an assembly. Uh, so the book of Ecclesiastes is dealing with an assembly. It's dealing with a gathering of people. It is not a church service. Okay, um, It's a gathering of wise men. And Solomon was distributing wisdom to all these wise men at the end of his life. And uh, in the Greek, the author is actually called Kohelet. Kohelet. Um, and that's where we get the word preacher or teacher from in the, in, uh, at the very beginning of the book. And so my teachers at, at DTS, they, they push us to change the name of the book to Kohelet. One of my teachers would not even use the word Ecclesiastes while he was teaching uh, the book. He would just call it Kohelet because they feel... Uh, Ecclesiastes is misleading. And so most of the books, most of the books in the Bible are named after their author, right? And so Kohelet is the Hebrew word for the preacher or teacher. And so they want us to change the church culture and start and get the average church person to call it Kohelet. But I'm not going to push that tonight, okay? And I know that will never change. <laughs> but if you want to sound educated, Tell your friends the book of Ecclesiastes should be called Kohelet. All right? You guys are all impressed now. I did go to seminary. That's what I've been doing. All right? Uh, the book of Ecclesiastes might be called 
the foil to the book of Proverbs. All right? The book of Proverbs is not called the book of promises. Okay? Uh, so, the book of Proverbs is a book that tells us what is most likely to happen when we follow certain conditions. But they are not promises of what is going to happen in every single situation. All right? So, for example, Proverbs 11.6. What does that say? Seems like. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Right? That is a proverb that is generally true, but that does not happen in every single case. There are children who have been raised to know the Lord, and when they've grown up, they just have not followed through. But generally speaking, it is generally true that if you raise your children uh, in the ways of the Lord, when they are older, they will follow the Lord. So it's a proverb. In contrast, the book of Ecclesiastes uh, doesn't seem to deal with what usually happens. Many times it focuses on the exceptions to the Proverbs. And so it comes off as a negative book and very pessimistic. Um, Proverbs tells me that the wicked come to ruin, right? But Solomon says, or Kohelet <laughs> says, he has seen the wicked prosper. What's up with that? All right. Proverbs lauds the man who is not lazy and works hard, right? But Solomon says, it's all working hard just to leave it behind to someone else. So what's the point? Almost saying, why work hard? It, you know, there's this contrast in the book of Ecclesiastes. But if we look closely at the book, we see one of Solomon's main observations is that God is in control of all the events of our life. So make sure you take the time to enjoy your life. Okay, let's look at some examples. We're going to fly through these. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1. It says, For I have taken all this to my heart and explain it that righteous men, wise men, and their deeds are in the hand of God. Man does not know whether it will be love or hatred. Anything awaits him. Okay, so all of us are in the hand of God. We don't really know what's coming. Uh, chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is prevalent among men. A man to whom God has given riches and wealth and honor, so that his soul lacks nothing of all that he desires. Yet, God has not empowered him to eat from them, for a foreigner enjoys them. This is vanity and a severe affliction. All right? So, God has given a person wealth, and yet God has not given them the ability to enjoy it. So we're, we're still in the hand of God. Um, verse 12. For who knows what is good for a man during his lifetime, during the few years of his feudal life? He will spend them like a shadow. For who can tell a man what will be after him under the sun? All right. Again, we don't know exactly what's coming. Um, chapter 5. Verses 19 and 20. Here we go. Furthermore, as for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth, he has also empowered him to eat from them and to receive his reward and rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. 
for he will not often consider the years of his life because God keeps him occupied with the gladness of his heart. So God, again, gives wealth, but this time he empowers the person to enjoy it. Okay? He does not consider the years of his life because God keeps him occupied with the gladness of his heart. All right? Uh, 7.14. Where's that? In the day of prosperity, be happy. But in the day of adversity, consider. God has made the one as well as the other. So that man will not discover anything that will be after him. Again, God is in control. God makes the good. He gives us the bad. And we don't know what's coming afterwards. Last one. Chapter 2, verses 24 and 25. There is nothing better for a man than to eat and drink and tell himself that his labor is good. This also I have seen that it is from the hand of God for who can eat and who can have enjoyment without him. Alright? So, this is a great big theme in the book of Ecclesiastes. God is in control of our lives. He's in control of the events of our lives. We don't know what's coming tomorrow. And so it's good for us to enjoy the time that we do have. Alright? Tonight I want to focus on chapter 9, uh, verses 7 through 10. And we're not going to be here long, I promise. I've already said my basic message a few times. Just make sure you take the time to enjoy your life, okay? Uh, chapter 9, verses 7 through 10. Go then, eat your bread in happiness, and drink your wine with a cheerful heart. For God has already approved your works. Let your clothes be white all the time, and let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the woman whom you love all the days of your fleeting life, which he has given to you under the sun. For this is your reward in life and in your toil in which you have labored under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there is no activity or planning or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol where you are going. Okay? He says, eat, drink, be merry, enjoy your relationships. Because this is the time that you have. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Do it well. Make sure you enjoy it. Because everybody's going to die at some point. We're all going to die. And there's no point killing ourselves without enjoying life in the brief time that we have. Alright? Where did it go? In the book of Ecclesiastes, we see this word uh, vanity and meaningless, right? Solomon says this is vanity or meaningless. Um, here is where we may need to correct uh, our thinking on what that word actually means. In the word, in the Hebrew, the word is hebel, all right, and that word actually means vapor, all right. So when Solomon says that it's meaningless or vanity. He's actually using the word hebel, and he's meaning that it is a vapor. 
And what, it, what the idea that it's capturing is that life is a vapor. And what is a vapor? It's here and it's gone. So life is quickly passing. And so in all the things that he was striving to do, striving to find, you know, meaning in his riches, in his fame, you know, in pleasure, in all these things, and, and in his labor, and he would say, it's all hebel. It's all a vapor. It's all passing away. And to try to, ho- to put your whole life's energy into these things that are passing away, that are going to go on to someone else, and that you're not going to get to use after you're dead, it's, it's a chasing after the wind. It's, like, it's trying to grab that vapor and saying, where did it go? Why did I waste my life trying to grasp this thing that no one holds on to because we all pass away? So my message tonight is simple. We don't, uh, we don't know what is going to happen to us in the future. So please, please do not spend all your time trying to hold on to things that do not last. We cannot learn our future, and we do not know what God has for us, so we take the little fleeting time that we have left, we make sure we find time to enjoy it. That's what chapter 9, uh, verses 7 through 10 says. Go then. Right? He's starting to sum up. Just go, enjoy your life. Eat your bread. Enjoy your wife. Whatever you're working at, do it well. Make sure you're enjoying it. We learned this morning that suffering is guaranteed, right? It's guaranteed. So we need to balance that a little bit and make sure we mix in some fun there with activities that we enjoy, all right? And so this is where I get to explain my belt. This is... Oh. Oh, I need to suck it in. There we go. Oh, cramp. Ah. All right, this is the Dallas Theological Seminary Racquetball Championship belt. All right? And I won it for the summer. I get to keep it for the whole entire summer. I know, isn't it, isn't it amazing? Oh, $9.98. But worth so much more in my heart. <laughs> Alright, this racquetball is something that I've recently found out that I enjoy. Okay? I've had time to go and play racquetball in between book readings. And uh, it turns out that this is something I enjoy. I play about an hour a week, but it is something that I really look forward to. And it breaks up the monotony of reading books, writing papers, doing homework all the time. Right? And so, if I didn't get to play racquetball, I think I might go crazy. At DTS. There's a lot of crazy people at DTS. But, (laughs) strange people. Um, But this allows me to relax. This allows me to exercise. This allows me to do something that I enjoy. And balance out all the other struggles that that come with, uh, you know, being a seminary student. And... 
that's that's my challenge. Uh, you know, my dad goes out in the boat every every weekend, every chance he could get. But if dad didn't get to go out in the boat, your your job would drive you crazy, right? Right. Solomon says, take the time that you have and have some fun. Okay? Do not spend all of your time killing yourself for a grade. Okay? Um, Don't kill yourself at your job and neglect your family. Don't spend all your time involved in ministry. Because eventually they grow worrisome as well. Make sure you have something you enjoy. I have racquetball. I don't know what the thing is that you like to do. But make sure you plan out time for that. Make sure it's a, that you make that a priority. All right. Now, no one is saying uh, quit your job and just have fun all the time. Okay? That's, that's an extreme that you can't, you know. You'll end your days a lot quicker if you do that. Uh, but we do need to understand that all the things that we invest ourselves into in this life are going to pass away. And so make sure you give yourself time to enjoy life before we end up like the man in chapter 12. Let's read chapter 12. Verses 1 through 5. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days have come and the years draw near when you will say, I have no delight in them. Before the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are darkened, and clouds return after the rain. And the day that the watchmen of the house tremble, right? He's he's talking about when we get older. What happens when we get older? The watchmen of the house tremble, and mighty men stoop. Why? Because their legs can't hold them anymore. And their back, they just can't hold it, and so, and I'm soon going to be there because I'm having back problems. And so they just walk around, and it, they used to be mighty and strong and vigorous when they were young, but when they got older, oh man, I can't do what I used to do anymore. I can't enjoy the things I used to enjoy anymore, or used to even be able to enjoy. Uh, mighty men stoop. The grinding ones stand idle because they are few. Talking about teeth. Okay? You don't have teeth anymore. You can't chew your food. Yeah. And those who look through windows grow dim. Their eyes are going. You lose your eyesight. And the doors on the street are shut as the sound of the grinding mill is low. Again, referring to the teeth. And one will arise at the sound of the bird and all the daughters of song will sing softly. Right? Um, this is talking. This is talking about the ear, the ear sight. Oh my goodness! <laughs> hearing, hearing is going right. The daughters of song will sing softly. You can't hear it anymore. You can't enjoy the music you used to enjoy. Furthermore, men are afraid of a high place and of terrors on the road. As we get older, we get more. And my dad knows he's scared of heights. Right? Little things start to scare us the older we get. Things that we used to stand up to, things that we knew we had the strength and ability to stand up against. All of a sudden, when we're older, we don't have the ability to stand up against those things anymore, so we get paranoid. 
The almond tree blossoms, talking about hair growing white. And the grasshopper drags himself along. It's a man with a cane. Okay? And the caper berry is ineffective. I don't know what that means. <laughs> For man goes to his eternal home while mourners go about in the street. Eventually, we grow old and die. Now, I've got to end with verses 13 and 14 because I don't know if you can talk about the book of Ecclesiastes without ending verses 13 and 14. Uh, the conclusion in all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act into judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or bad. Enjoy your life, but also make, be sure you know that God will judge everything that you do. So we're not saying enjoy your life and do whatever you want because it's fun. We're saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with playing racquetball. But there is something wrong with, you know, going out to a club and getting drunk and sleeping around with girls just because you think that's fun for you. That's wrong. But there are good, healthy ways that you can have fun and enjoy your life. So make sure you have fun, enjoy your life while you still can. Right? While you still can. And know that God will evaluate all the things that you've done. So, life is hard enough with all the things that we have to do. But make sure you allow yourself to enjoy the things that you actually enjoy. Okay? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you um, that we are your children and that we are allowed to enjoy life. Lord, we thank you that our times are in your hands and that you do give us the ability to enjoy our life. Lord, we thank you for the ways that you have blessed us financially and with health and with family. Um, even if we can't enjoy things physically the way we used to, we can still enjoy family and relationships. So Lord, I pray that you would allow us to um, enjoy the time that you give us, make it a priority to spend time enjoying the things that we do, enjoying the people that we love. In Jesus' name, amen.